again. We're opening God's Word to let Him speak to us, and we're we're studying the book of Psalms right now, the sweet songs of Israel that make a difference. And today I want us to look at Psalm 90 and notice several things that are found there in Psalm 90. Listen to it. Look at verse 1. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, are you brought forth the whole earth from everlasting to everlasting? You are God. You take people back to dust. Return to dust, you mortals, you say. A thousand years in your sight are like a day that's just gone by, or like a watch in the night. And he goes on to say, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Relent, Lord, and give us your compassion. So I think it's important to especially take seriously those words, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. How to make our days count. I think that's what's important. Living every day to the full, taking the long look, but not living in the past, and yet still not living in the future, but taking every day as it comes and making it most important. Most of us to like to think that after we're dead and gone that we will be remembered and appreciated. The truth is that only a few people will probably remember us and appreciate us because how quickly time passes and people forget. But if we, if we, if we want our, our lives to make a difference, a lasting difference, and I don't think most of us are that concerned that people remember us, but they will if... We make our days count if we use our days for God's glory. And Moses is the one who we think wrote this psalm, and he's saying uh, that, God, we need you to teach us something. Teach us how to number our days, to count our days, to, to see the importance of each day and make each day count and make each day matter. And one of the ways we do that is to, to get a, a glimpse of the greatness of God. Because here he says the one who says there's no God is a fool. But he says our God is an everlasting God. And before the mountains were, before there was any earth, before there was anything else, there was God. You know, one of the most important statements in all the Bible is found in the first sentence in Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God. That's the secret of it all. And in John 1 Jesus said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in the very beginning, there was God. I don't understand how God began. I don't understand uh, how he came into existence. And you don't understand that either. But I do understand that he exists, and I do understand that he is the great God of heaven and earth, and that he is the creator God and the savior God. He's the maker of all things. The Bible says he formed the mountains. He gave birth to the world. He ushered in everything that is, every tree, every animal, every person. Also, he's the dwelling place of his people. God is saying we put our lives in him. He becomes our home. You see, you never really are at home until you are at home with God. And that's why when we trust him as our Lord and Savior, for the first time in our lives, we get to the place where God has been trying to get us all of our lives. But also our days will count if we acknowledge our failures 
Because Moses said God exposes our sins and lays our guilty secrets bare. That's the way Moffat translates uh, some of those verses. If we will not acknowledge <clears throat> our sins, and we've talked about this already this week from Psalm 51, but this is something every day, you know, and we don't just need to say, Lord, forgive me if I sin. We just say, Lord, if, what did I, if I did or said or thought anything today I shouldn't have, show me what it is right now, and I'll confess it. And you don't have to try to think up something. Or if you know you said something to someone hurtful, hurtfully, or if you, or if you thought something that you shouldn't have, or if you did something you should, you know it, and ask God immediately as soon as you realize it, to get that right. And because a lot God knows it, Jeremiah said, God says, "For my eyes are upon all all their ways." He knows what we're doing. He goes on to say, "Nothing is hid from His face; neither is there iniquity hid from His eyes." You see, you can't, you can't fool God. We can fool other people. We can trick other people, and that happens all the time. Sometimes uh, a young woman or a young man will marry someone, and they think they know that person, but once they're married, they realize that that person was living a lie, living, uh, living a sham before to fool them. Or sometimes you will get to know someone, and you think they're trustworthy, but then you'll find out that they're a schemer and a scammer, and they weren't trustworthy at all. But you see... That's, that's something we, we can't figure out, but God's not like that. God knows the truth. But also our days will count if we acknowledge the importance of time. We don't have a lot of, a lot of time on this earth. I've been living quite a few years, but it's gone by exceedingly fast. We don't have much, and we've got to make the most of it. And so if we spend our time in wasted efforts and sinful pursuits, we're just... We're just killing the most valuable thing we have, which is time. We're just destroying that which is most important. And Augustine used to say he didn't, he couldn't figure out which was best to say that earthly life of ours here on earth was a dying life or a living death. His point was we don't have very long, and we better be making the most of it, and we better be using it for God's glory because it's going to be gone before we know it. And... Our yesterdays are gone forever, and we must live right now to make the most of it. And when Queen Elizabeth of the past was dying, she cried all my possessions for one moment of time. But it was too late. You, you know, it doesn't matter. You can't buy time. The Bible says if we live for Christ, we can redeem time. We can save it in the sense of making it eternal but by giving our lives to the Lord and letting him use us, our time can build up rewards for us in heaven. But our days will also count if we acknowledge our need of God's blessings. Moses talks about that, and he prays here for God's blessing upon their lives, upon their works, upon the things that they do, that God would would truly touch them, that God would truly show forth his kindness toward them and extend his graciousness to them. And he wanted God to, to do that which was necessary to produce the results that he needed. Listen once again to something that, that he says in these verses. Make us glad for as many days as you have afflicted us. In other words, you've given us, you've caused us difficulty to try to get us right. And once we get right, now we want to walk with you. And Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love that we may sing for joy 
and be glad all our days. Lord, our prayer today should be teach us to number our days. Teach us, Lord, to just figure out how to calculate life so we can live each day to the fullest. God bless you today, and I pray that you will live today as if it were your last one and make the most of it.